Ozark Highlands Radio is brought to you by the Ozark Folk Center State Park in Mountain View, Arkansas, a wonderful way to enjoy yesterday. On the web at OzarkFolkCenter.com. Hey everyone, I'm Dave Smith, host of Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome to our show. This week we'll hear music from Cindy Wolf, Mark Ballou, and Jason Chapman, playing both traditional songs and some they wrote as well. Also on this show, we'll hear from folklorist Brooks Blevins on the history of the Ozark Folk Center and its founder, Jimmy Driftwood. And take a trip down into the vaults to hear what Mark Jones has picked this week. All that and more this week on Ozark Highlands Radio. After a 16-year tenure as one of the founding members of Missouri-based old-time string band Big Smith, Mark Ballou continues his musical journey. He's now forged a partnership in music and in life with singer-songwriter Cindy Wolf. Mark and Cindy are now writing together and touring as a duo and with a band. Recently, they visited the Folk Center with bassist Jason Chapman. Mark Ballou is a former member of Big Smith, a terrific uh, old-time uh, family band from up in Springfield, Missouri. Cindy Wolf's a fine songwriter and a great musician on her own right. And these two are newlyweds. They've been married for about two months now, so I guess they're kind of still on their honeymoon. Make welcome Mark and Cindy and Jason. Darling, can't you hear the wolves are 
Two folk song collections that are online, you know, meaning the old recordings are there that you can listen to. And one was Max Hunter from Springfield. That's where I was born. And uh, the other collector was John Quincy Wolf from Baseville, Arkansas, where Cindy's from. And so that's where we found the songs. We just, I mean, <clears throat> the only requirement was that we liked the songs. You know, we just picked them out that way. And um, and so that's how we came up with the album title is, is Wolf Hunter. So I'll be honest, I mean, the songwriting has, hasn't been exactly pouring out of us lately. And so, I mean, we were like, this is a great opportunity to do this, to keep busy with this while we're thinking about what we're going to do songwriting-wise. And 
but yeah, it's, it's it's so much fun. It's so infectious. I can't help but think that when we come back around to writing more songs, it'll have a big impact. in church so my music my early music experience was just uh singing hymns with my granny on her front porch she's sing alto really loud um, <laughs> um so that was fun harmonizing with her i probably learned a lot about harmony from her um and then just uh i was singing solos in the baptist church when i was three i think <laughs> Or maybe not that that young, but I, I always wanted to be up in front of people singing, so that was that was where that started, I think. Circle vines on the south 
How many times do I have to come to call before I can kiss your mouth? Poplar trees on the east fence, mulberry tree on the west. How many times do I have to come to call before I can kiss the Underneath the floor, how many nights will I spend alone before you get a key to my door? Rooster cackling at the sunrise, whipper will sing to the stars. How many words will the little one learn before he can say his own? I was born in Springfield. I love Springfield. Um, uh, Springfield had, back in the 50s, had the Ozarks Jubilee, which is a nationally televised show. Red Foley was the host. And so ever since then, it's it's been a magnet for really great musicians. And then with Branson, to just a little bit to the south, uh, there's just so many excellent musicians that live around there. It's, it just blows the mind.
That was Mark Ballou, Cindy Wolfe, and bassist Jason Chapman with the original song, Born Under Greer's Ferry Lake. After the break, we'll take a trip down to the vault to see what Mark Jones' pick of the week is. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. It's time for us to head down to the vault and visit our friend Mark Jones, who keeps all the recordings that were made here at the Folk Center for the last 40 years. Let's go on down there now and see what's going on. 
Hey, Mark, how you doing this week? Dave, I'm doing real good. Just uh, having a big time down here. <laughs> you know, I was thinking the other day about a, an, an old friend here in Stone County who actually made the belt buckle that I'm wearing today a fine uh, silversmith and a musician and a rock layer and a guy who had a lot of talents, Glenn Branscombe. Do you remember Glenn? Have you got a Glenn Branscombe belt buckle? I do, and I'm so proud to have it. Me too. I've got one. It's, it's just beautiful. Got a little piece of turquoise in the middle of it, and I get a lot of comments. It's just a treat to tell people that I know Glenn Branscombe, and he's just an amazing fella. He was a good rock player and uh, so talented. You know, Dave, a couple of weeks ago, I run across a recording of him doing probably one of the most spiritual songs that I know and that I've ever heard, and he did it a cappella. I don't know if you've ever heard it, but it's definitely one of my favorites called Some Half Fathers. See what you think of this, Dave. I'm going to try a new song. It's a real old religious song. It probably was brought in this country when the people come in here from Kentucky and the places they came from. Some has fathers gone to glory. Some has fathers gone to glory. Some has fathers gone to glory. Some has Father's gone to glory on the other bright shore. Some glad day we'll go and see them. Some glad day we'll go and see them. Some glad day will go and see them on the other bright shore. We all have loved ones gone to glory. We all have loved ones gone to glory. We all have Loved ones gone to glory on the other bright shore. Some glad day we'll go and see them. Some glad day we'll go and see them. Some glad day we'll go and see them on the other bright shore. Thank you. Oh, that's a great song, Mark. I remember very well Glenn Branscombe doing his a cappella songs. It was about my favorite way to hear him sing is when he sang unaccompanied like that. You know, David, you can just tell it comes right from the heart and soul with Glenn because he wasn't, he wasn't one of these that's going to try and impress nobody. He was Glenn Branscombe, 
And that's who he was, and that's who he is always going to be. Yep, Glenn passed on several years ago, but uh, we all remember him well. And there was a man who never had a bad thing to say about anybody. That's true. He was a great fella. Well, Mark, thanks a lot. That's re- uh, great to hear that recording, and uh, we'll see you again next week, okay? Okay. If you've ever spent much time in the Ozarks, you know that the weather can change, sometimes in a matter of minutes. Here's Cindy Wolf and Mark Ballou with their song, Like the Weather. I wrote a song inspired by that saying, and it's called Like the Weather. We'll play it for our new friend Cindy.
dad was really into bluegrass um and so he in the 70s came here to Mountain View a whole lot and uh hung out with Grandpa Jones and uh Albert Sands and those kind of people um and he took a lot of pictures he he played a little bit I think he played a little bass and he played banjo just a, a tad but mostly he was the photographer so when, when we would go home he'd be like sit down kids we're having a slideshow and he'd show us slides of Mountain View in the 70s and all the people sitting around playing music and it just looked so cool I was like hey I want to do that <laughs> Arkansas you gave to me my sweetheart and now i'll sing your praise the whole day long down among the pine trees she is Arkansas sweetheart
I guess when I was young, I remember the first, maybe the first festival I went to, though, I was a teenager. I came here with Dad, and all the guys from the old school bluegrass band were hanging out, and I got to sit around on some porches, and they let me sing a song, you know, and I accidentally, I did, I was like, well, I know Rank Stranger. I remember that was one of the first I sang with any of those guys, and I started it way too high, so I got to the chorus part, and we all had to just quit. <laughs> I was like, oh, sorry. Train <laughs> so I was like, I don't know what key I do anything in, so I had to learn a little bit from that, but...
so much. We really appreciate y'all being here tonight. Um, it's such an honor to play here. I've wanted to play here my whole life. And that was Cindy Wolf and Mark Ballou with Like the Weather, Arkansas Sweetheart, and Welcome as the Flowers in May. We're going to take a short break now, after which folklorist Brooks Blevins will give us some history of Jimmy Driftwood and the Ozark Folk Festival. You're listening to Ozark Highlands Radio. Welcome back to Ozark Highlands Radio. Dr. Brooks Blevins has taught history and folklore at several Ozark colleges and universities and is now our current guest host. Here's Brooks now. Oh, Joe Clark's a rough old man, the mean as he can be. He knocked me down with his right hand and walked all over me. They came from everywhere, it seemed, from cities and farms, from Memphis and Little Rock, from hills and hollers, from St. Louis, even Chicago. Little Mountain View, Arkansas had never witnessed anything like it. An estimated 10,000 mountain music fans and others looking to see what all the fuss was about converged on this little town on the third weekend of April, 1963. They came to play or sing or simply to witness the first Arkansas folk festival. No one who gathered in the old high school gym those two spring evenings would ever forget it. Not because of Joan Baez or Bob Dylan or Peter, Paul, and Mary. They weren't there. 
If you hadn't spent time in Fox or Oni or 56 or Timbo, you didn't recognize the pickers and singers on the stage in this sleepy Ozark town back in the hills. But that was part of the charm. It was the height of America's folk movement, and here on stage were the very people who had inspired it. Real-life loggers and farmers and country school teachers and grandmas in calico dresses. They played fiddles and mandolins and guitars. They sang 300-year-old British ballads and 19th-century American minstrel songs. Some could barely muster the courage to come out from behind the curtain. Others relished the spotlight and almost had to be dragged off the stage. Behind it all was the only person in town that the visitors had ever heard of, Stone County's lone celebrity, Jimmy Driftwood. He was no stranger to the spotlight. If you're younger than, say, 60, chances are you've never heard of him. Born James Corbett Morris in the Richwoods community of Stone County, Arkansas, in 1907, he grew up in a musical family. Jim Morris spent the first half of his adult life as a teacher in the rural schools of the Ozarks, but writing songs and performing were his true passions. As his friend and mentor, folklorist John Quincy Wolfe Jr. put it, he lived in song. By the mid-1950s, he had begun performing at local venues under the name Jimmy Driftwood. On the advice of Wolfe and other friends, the country school teacher, now 50 years old, struck out for Nashville in the summer of 57 and came back home with a record contract. The song that had sealed the deal was the Battle of New Orleans, a story song set to the melody of an old fiddle tune called the 8th of January. Driftwood said he had crafted the lyrics some 20 years earlier to teach students in a one-room school about the War of 1812. The Battle of New Orleans was one of 12 tracks on Driftwood's first album, released in the fall of 58. His version became a minor cult sensation, but country star Johnny Horton's rendition went to the top of the country and pop charts in the spring of 1959, ranking as the top-selling record of the year and winning Driftwood a Grammy for Song of the Year. A number of other Driftwood songs became hits for Nashville stars, such as Eddie Arnold's version of the Tennessee Stud and Soldier's Joy by Hawkshaw Hawkins. Jimmy played the Grand Ole Opry, appeared on the Pat Boone Show, performed on stage at Carnegie Hall, all the while keeping one foot firmly planted on his cattle farm at Timbo, Arkansas. The light of his fame may have been fading by 1963, but he could draw a crowd in the hills of the Ozarks, and he had friends and contacts throughout the world of commercial country music. Hoping to pump a few dollars into the depressed local economy, the organizers of the Arkansas Folk Festival had asked Driftwood to put together a musical program that would accompany the festival's craft show in Dogwood Drive. Expecting him to use his Nashville connections to recruit a star attraction or two, the organizers were surprised when Driftwood announced that there would be no popular recording artists, only local musicians and singers. Despite the pessimism of town leaders and merchants, Driftwood was certain he knew what the public wanted, and he was enough of a ham that the idea of being the only famous person on stage must surely have appealed to him. Jimmy was right. The festival was a rousing success, and its fame grew in succeeding years. The festival's impact and Driftwood's influence played major roles in the creation of the Ozark Folk Center State Park, which opened its doors in 1973. Now, more than half a century after that first festival, with its fiddlers and singers whose memories stretched back to the 19th century, 
The Arkansas Folk Festival continues to bring thousands of music enthusiasts to Mountain View each April. Almost all the performers from those original shows are now gone, but the spirit of Jimmy Driftwood and his cast of woodcutters, hog farmers, and grannies lives on. Let's finish out our show today with Cindy Wolf and Mark Ballou doing the traditional song Groundhog, then Morning Glow and Little Rock Rock. Shoulder of my gun, call out my dog, Groundhog. Shoulder of my gun, call out my dog, Groundhog. Shoulder of my gun, call out my dog, going to the mountain, going to hunt a Groundhog, Cook the meat and she tan the hide. Brown hog. She 
don't know why I didn't pick it up earlier, but uh, I've got my dad's banjo. It's an old Vega, Martin Vega. And about a year and a half ago, some, it just struck me and I got, got motivated and I went up to the acoustic shop in Springfield where uh, Jason's actually an owner of and, and Mark teaches guitar there. And I had Jason's dad, Bill Chapman, start giving me lessons. And so I took banjo lessons from Bill for a year. And uh, that's all I play now. Hello, as you were in London or in some seaport town, I'd sit before the steamboat, I'd sail the ocean around. Sail around the ocean, sail around the sea.
Yeah, um, I wish I'd been around for this, but back in my grandpa's day when he was a young man, him and his a couple of his brothers and several of his cousins played uh, fiddles, and um, they were the entertainment for Saturday night deals or whatever. Um, and so I got really interested in that, wanted to learn all I could about it, because by the time I became interested, they were all kind of old and either stopped playing for uh, physical reasons or uh, moral reasons. Uh, <laughs> but as as it turns out, uh, Vance Randolph, you know, the folklorist, he came through and he recorded one of my grandpa's cousins. His name was Willie Blue in like 1947, I think. So I got a hold of the recording and Willie was just really fine musician, uh, kind of the short, short bow style and, and really quick. He played really quickly. And he was, I'd always heard that he was kind of the one, one of the best ones around. So I was very thankful that Vance Randolph had done that and that it was still around. Well, that's it for this week's show. Be sure and tune in next week for more great music and folklore from the Ozarks. 
And if you have comments or questions, feel free to contact us at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. I'm Dave Smith. So long, everybody. Ozark Highlands Radio is produced by Jeff Glover. Executive producer is Darren Dorton. Additional support for this program comes from Arkansas State Parks, a division of the Arkansas Department of Parks, Heritage, and Tourism, with 52 unique reasons to visit the natural state. On the web at ArkansasStateParks.com. The Committee of 100 proudly supporting the Ozark Folk Center State Park since 1974. And by Stone Bank with roots in Mountain View, Arkansas. Stone Bank is a proud supporter of heritage musicians and small towns across America with government-guaranteed loans for farmers, entrepreneurs, and communities. More information available at StoneBank.com. For information on upcoming shows and events, we are on the web at OzarkHighlandsRadio.com. Until next time, I'm Donna Farrar. Mm-hmm.